What is up, everybody, man? Welcome into the Blue Bloods. We continue our FCS player spotlight going into the 2023 season, and we are joined by one of the best returning wide receivers in the country, my guy MJ Wright, Fordham wide receiver, two-time Patriot League selection, should be a preseason All-American, was part of a three-headed monster at Fordham that was the second-best offense in FCS history, averaging over 600 yards per game, over 50 points per game, and led Fordham to the playoffs for the first time since 2015. And MJ, appreciate you hopping on the show. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Man, I, let me tell you, I, I think there was a misconception about Fordham last year. I'll just be honest. We'll start here before we get into, you know, kind of some of the normal interview questions. Everyone who watched my show was like, they must never run the football. They must throw like 900 times a game because I don't think people understand. You guys had Tim DeMorit, who finished second for the Walter Payton. You guys had three 1,000-yard receivers, another receiver that I believe was over 500 yards, and then – and a thousand yard rusher and a running back as well, man. Just real quick, what is it like to play in that offense? It, it's just a blessing because you never know anybody on the, anybody on the uh, field can just make a play. As you said, you stated our stats and stuff, but uh, we just kind of try to compete against one another, defenses and that. But it was just a blessing. I, I know the defense has to hate practice because there's no there's no way it, it could be fun every day having to guard all you guys. But man, let's 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 take a few steps back before you turn into this all conference wide receiver at Fordham. Let's go back to high school, man. I don't think a lot of people know this. You were an outstanding basketball player as well <laughs> in high school. I, I was I was I went through the huddle, watching some highlights, looking at some accolades. Did you ever did you ever think about being a two sport collegiate athlete? Uh, yeah, coming up, it was basketball was my favorite sport. Basketball was really my passion um, coming up through all the way to eighth grade. And football was just like kind of my like, I want to say side hobby, but um, it was definitely in the mix. Everyone asked me growing up, like, what do you think you're going to do in high school? You're going to play football, basketball? What do you think you're going to do in college? I'm like, I'm just trying to take one day at a time, you know, and see where the path takes me. But basketball is definitely uh, my passion at a young age, but then I took a football path. What separated Fordham from some other schools in your recruitment? I know with a lot of FCS guys, it's it's usually just they were kind of overlooked in the recruiting process. For you, looking back, what was your process like and what made Fordham the place for you? Yeah, I was definitely um, under-recruited coming out of high school. Um, I had a Division two offer from um, St. Anselm at uh, the end of my junior year. And then my senior year, I received two Division one offers uh, here in Colgate. And then Colgate was actually for a defensive back. And here was for a receiver. And it was just a blessing to where I could just uh, come to New York City, be an hour away from home, and the relationship with the coaches. And it was everything a, a player could ask for. You really, I mean, broke onto the scene in 2021. I think that was really the first year where you established yourself in the office. The COVID year as well, but that's such a weird year, too, because I think you guys only played like four or five games. Three and games, it was, three games. yeah, canceled and everything. So looking back, what clicked? for you and your game over that COVID to 2021 season? Definitely the understanding of the game, just my IQ and my mindset. I just know I just go out there and just prove myself every day. Um, just coming, how I said, I was just like under-recruited. I just felt like I was doubted here and there. And I just felt like I had to prove myself every day. And uh, it led to um, a good junior year and then a good senior year. 
when you look back at last year, I, th- I feel like every time with hindsight, there's players always can pinpoint exactly when they knew a team was going to be special. You guys were the first team in Fordham since 2015 to make the playoffs. You guys were one game away from winning a conference championship. You set all these records. Tim goes on and, and finishes second for the Walter Payton. You guys have multiple All-Americans. Really and truly, you got robbed. They should have just made the entire Fordham wide receiving core the first team all-conference. Like I was making ours, and I was like, Man, you could just make probably four or five of you guys deserved all conference. So yeah. when did you know this offense was going to be as elite as it ended up being? Uh, definitely started in the summer because just what we did and what we put together and how we just talked to each other in the locker room, just pumping each other up and just knew what we can do and how everyone could just spaz at any point. Um, just everyone wanted to compete and everyone just want to go out there and just have their best game. So uh, one day someone could spaz here and then another day someone could just go off here. So we just kind of compete with each other. And that's when, you know, on the sidelines, we're like, uh, how many points we're going to put up right now? We're about to score this drive. So just always just going out there and just wanting to score each drive. What was the chemistry like? Because I, I, it was you, Fotis, Deuce Carter as well. I mean, you guys had so, so much talent. What was the chemistry like in the room? Because I think a lot of people underestimate how difficult it is to build that culture where if you go off for 200, everyone's happy for you and they're not upset with their touches. What was the what was the relationship like in that wide receiving room last season? Uh, we were just best friends. We we're just learning from each other and how we could just dominate the defense from week to week, week in, week out. Um, that's what really built our brotherhood to make us uh, one of the best receiver cores, I want to say, in the FCS, not even the, maybe in the country, but – um, definitely that brotherhood for sure. Definitely the country, man. You don't have to be humble on here. You, you can say country because it absolutely was. That is absolutely correct. Man, this offseason, Fordham experienced some transfers, some guys like yourself who decided to come back. I want to kind of look at your decision overall. And what was your initial decision like? What kind of went into it for you to explore your transfer portal options after the season? Um, yeah, so I kind of had like F- FBS aspirations since I was, I guess, a little kid. Um, I kind of wanted to experience it. I knew my dad did it. My two uncles did it. Um, my dad played at NC State. And then my two uncles played at uh, Pitt and Boston College. And I was like, shoot, I want to be the next guy. But I realized that bigger is not always better. And um, I love my brothers here. I want to pursue that Patriot League Championship, the FCS run. And I just couldn't leave. Um, and I just love the coaches here, my relationship with the coaches. So I, that's why I uh, decided to come back and stay. Man, I love it. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of like a bittersweet thing to be kind of immediate. I'm sure fans feel the same way as like I do is you, you kind of you cover yourself. You cover some of the guys who have went to the next level. The Tyler Hudson's, I think, of, you know, two years ago for Central Arkansas. And it's like I wish those guys would have stayed FCS, but it's so cool seeing those guys go to the next level and dominate, get drafted, you know, whatever it may be. But. I want to kind of shift to this upcoming season. Tim just went and signed um, with with the New York Jets, the commander. I mean, he had a bunch of offers coming out yeah. of Fordham for the NFL. How has it been building chemistry with a new QB1 after playing with Tim throughout these past few seasons? Yeah, um, just definitely get on the same page. Um, we got a couple transfers coming in. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to start. They're going to compete for the uh, starting job. But just going in, uh, working out basically every day in spring ball, um, before spring ball, now even the off season. So just working with the receivers, just getting that uh, combination down, getting uh, that uh, connection down, um, for sure. A new offensive coordinator as well. Um, you know, listen, C- Coach Art has been around the program, so it's not really a new face per se. But now he's taken over kind of the play calling duties. 
it throughout spring, has there been any changes that you've had to adjust to in terms of his offense compared to what you've been running these past few seasons? No, it's the it's the same exact offense. So we're not we're not losing a beat. Uh, Coach Art, that's my guy. Like one of my best friends, one of my uh, favorite coaches on the coaching staff. Um, he's doing a great job, and we're definitely gonna have a great season for sure because we're not losing a beat, um, and he's putting his all into it. So we're looking forward to it. Did Coach Conlin come to you guys? Because I, I I talked to some other players from some other places who went through coaching changes. The head coach usually goes to the senior leaders in terms of promoting guys to OC, things like that. Did Did Coach Conlin come to you guys and ask your opinion on you know if it if, if that was a move that you guys would support and things like that? Uh no, we we were all for it either way because he was and he well obviously he was my receivers coach, but yeah. um and he was dissecting the game down um week in week out. So we knew he was the next man up for the job, and he deserved it. So um, we were all for it. Man, I, I love seeing that. And I think always promote from the inside is so much easier than bringing a guy with the whole, especially with the offensive success you guys have had. Why change anything? It would be, it it would be, it wouldn't make sense in my opinion. But I want to get to Coach Conlin real quick, man. What is it like playing under him? Because I think when you look at the success that he's been able to take Fordham to during his time there. I think he is no doubt he's the guy for the job, but what is his relationship like with you guys behind the scenes in the locker room? We're just, we're just so close. Like I was talking the other day, we just call him and just talk to him, just chop it up. I'm going to his uh, office and we just talk about football, talk about life. Um, I feel like that's why I just got so close to him and our relationship with the guys, not even just me. Um, I feel like he's my favorite coach, obviously on the staff head coach, but um, definitely uh, I love coach Conlon. You guys, like we talked about, lost lost a few senior contributors over this offseason. When I look at the roster, MJ writes the first name I pin as the guy who's going to lead the offense. How have you, And it's a different kind of mindset, a different personality you have to carry within the locker room when you are that leader. How have you established yourself as the leader of this Fordham offense going into 2023? Um, yeah, so just basically getting everybody on the same page. But I don't really think we lost a beat because we got – Basically, I want to say we lost a couple guys, but we got everybody coming back. Like you said, almost a thousand yard rusher. We got a, another second uh, team conference receiver, and then a bunch of uh, good quarterbacks that are competing, and then our O line all back. So um, we're all on the same page. We have a whole bunch of leaders on the offense. We just got to click, and, and I know we're going to click. Man, I have I have no doubt. I cannot wait to see this team hit the field. So when you look at spring. What were your personal goals for spring practice? And and for you, did you achieve all those goals that you set for yourself at the beginning of spring? Yeah, just um, getting on the same page with the new quarterbacks, um, just getting that timing down, um, trusting the offense, trusting the play calls, um, basically seeing if it was going to be different from last year, and, and it, it wasn't different at all. Uh, we were just going, flowing, uh, high tempo, up speed, launching it. Um, so I'd say we, we, as an offense, we definitely achieved our goals, but we have more to prove. Um, it's going to be a huge summer coming up and a huge fall camp coming up. I want to take a step back real quick. I want you to, I, I want you to compare freshman, true freshman MJ Wright to the guy <laughs> I'm talking to right now, man. What has changed? Like, what was your biggest development throughout these first few seasons? Uh, yeah, so freshman year, uh, I'd say just my body, my structure. Um, it was kind of funny. I will never forget uh, my freshman receiver coach called me like fat boy because I just wasn't really built into my body, this and that. But I kind of just clicked and I was like, I just got to just flip the switch and uh, just basically just up my game and just better my game, just keep working. And that's what I've done. And then it's got me to this point today. 
Man, I love it. And when you look at your goals, I mean, you've achieved so much. You've got a thousand yard season. You've been all conference. You're probably going to be a preseason FCS All American. What What is your goals for your final season here at Fordham? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely a Patriot League title, um, FCS run, pursuing the national championship. And then some of my personal goals is uh, first team all conference, all American. Um, I'd like to get a bowl game invite and um, have a back to back uh, thousand yard season. Man, I love it. I was looking at some. I was looking at the NFL draft stats for Fordham. There has never been a true wide receiver from Fordham to hear their name called in the NFL draft. What would it mean to you for MJ Wright to put his name in the record books as the first wide receiver to be drafted from Fordham? Shoot, that'd just be a blessing. Um, just basically looking back and just seeing all the hard work I just put over the years and just hear my name called. That would just be surreal. Um, just be a blessing. But I just got to trust the process and just. Uh, Day by day, just keep working. Man, I love it. And so shift shifting, you know, to some questions, man, some more lighthearted ones, man, to get to know you better. What 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 what's your NFL comp? Which players do you feel like your game models the most at the next level? Uh I love watching. Well, I play outside, I'll play inside. Um, very flexible. So I love watching Stefan Diggs. Um, this is route tree, his releases at the line, his second level releases. So I watch him pregame and I watch him at halftime for sure. Just to just stay in my mindset, stay locked in, um, seeing what he does, how I can translate my game to that. So definitely Stefan Diggs for sure. What was your welcome to college moment? Everybody had one where it's just like, man, I got embarrassed on that play, man. So so what was your welcome to college moment looking back? Um, it was freshman year fall camp coming in. It was, I don't know if you know, like perimeter drill. Uh, receivers got to block uh, linebackers, safeties, um, basically either run plays or like a, a screenplay. And he threw me in my first rep ever, first rep ever, uh, college football, just blocking. And I was just like high school, you block a little bit. You just run, you just run a little routes. So I was going in, uh, I had to block the linebacker. Little did I know the linebacker was Ryan Greenhagen. He's one of the best linebackers in the yeah. country, whatever. <laughs> Uh, has it going to be in the NFL? And I went to block him, ran right through me, threw me, and I'm getting ripped in the back, like, by my coach. He's like, like this is college football. This ain't high school no more. And I was like, ah, I got to I gotta lock in because it's different, different around here. As soon as you said we had to block linebackers, I was thinking in my head, I was like, he probably had to block Greenhagen, did he? I was like, because yeah. he is different. And, yeah, and he's that, different. That, that did, that's a welcome to college moment for sure, man. So I'll, I'll be honest, man. Wide receivers throw DBs under the bus all the time for starting this. But how big of a trash talker are you during the game in between those white lines? Uh, it depends. It depends if they really talk to me because I'm, I'm a quiet person. But um, if it gets a little heated in the moment, I'll, I'll trash talk a little bit. But um, I'll try to stay quiet, just play my game. But for sure, if I got to let out some words, I let out some words. <laughs> Looking back at last season, man, this is this is your chance to put it on someone else. Who is the biggest trash talker on the team last season? Biggest trash talker on the team. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it. Tim talked a lot of trash. Uh, Trey Snead for sure. He's a good trash talker. Trey Snead is definitely a good trash talker. So uh, and Phil Sale is up there too. So those three, hundred percent senior. Those are big trash talkers. I'm so glad you shout out the O lineman. I played yeah. offensive line. I don't feel like we get enough trash, but we don't we get we don't get enough credit for our trash talk because it's so condensed in that offensive line defensive line battle. So a lot of people don't get to see it. So I'm shout, shout out to Phil man for that. But looking at your game, man, what for you? What is your favorite defensive coverage to go up against? Man coverage, press coverage. 
uh, you just know you just got to win at the line, win that release, and just just go really and just dig and just get that deep ball. I'm going to assume you probably didn't see a lot of press man throughout the season last year. <laughs> no, it started and then they realized watch some film and then switched to that zone coverage and tried to bracket us. But I can imagine. So I'm, I, I got a feeling I know what this is going to be, man. But if you had to pick, if you had, to, if you have to get a touchdown, man, what's the num? What's your favorite number one go-to route to run? Okay, um, I say our choice route. It's either you can run past the DB, you can get in there, or you can sit it down. So definitely our choice route for sure. Man, I love it. The freedom to pick, man, is just huge. I know wide receivers love that, but one on one, man, it's it's man on man. They might not be pressing, but what's the number one mistake a defensive back can make against you in one on one coverage? Uh, lunging at the line, because you know how DBs are trying to be a little over aggressive and try to uh, jam at the line, but once you get a little quick release, then out of there for sure. We'll give a little bit of credit to those side of the ball, man. So not on your own team, but someone you face either last season, throughout your collegiate career, who are some of the best defensive players you've ever had to face? Okay. Um, oh, um, best DB I've ever played. Um, he's actually the starting DB for uh, the Bengals right now, uh, Cam Taylor Britt, when we played Nebraska. So definitely best of, uh, DB uh, I've ever played, physical DB for sure. Mm, man, I love it. And so for you, man, looking at just your overall, just, just looking at the NFL draft last year, we saw 10 FCS guys get drafted, 11 included a graduate transfer. When you look at the scouting process, man, what is your response to those who may overlook you as a prospect just because you play at the FCS level? Um, I feel that FCS guys can play at any level. Um, you see how we, I guess, perform it when we play FBS games, but um, definitely we can compete. We're football players like everybody else and uh no matter what level you play at if you're a dog um they'll come find you that's that's a fact and there, there should have been more this year drafted i've already been on that whole tangent i think next year's class man looking at 2024 i'm already compiling like a list of potential prospects the the fcs class is stacked next year with talent if, if there's 10 drafted next year we're gonna have a whole problem because there, there's no way i can think of 20 guys right now who should hear their name called including yourself so this will be the final question man what will an, if an nfl ask you what they're going to get an mj right if they select you in the 2024 nfl draft what do you tell them a flexible receiver play inside outside someone who's ready to compete every single day um and put their body on the line for the team for sure um and who will make a play that's all you, that's all I need to hear, man. I I absolutely love it, man. MJ, I appreciate you, man, for for reaching out, man, with us getting this set up so quickly, man. But this is all about player promotion, especially for all of my FCS guys out there. So where can people follow you on social media, contact you for NIL, and any messages, things you want to say to the people, man, this time is yours. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, 1MJWright. Uh, my DMs are open. All NIL opportunities are open. Um, and then to the people out there, kids coming up, um, just keep working day by day and trust the process. Hey, all, it's always trust the process. And, man, I'm definitely getting up to Fordham for a game. I know we talked last year. I missed my chances, my flights. I'm coming to a game to see you guys play in person because I just got to see that offense live and in person. Man. So when I get up there, we'll, have, we'll definitely have to connect um, when I get up north. I, just being based in Mobile, man, you guys are so far away because I drive <laughs> everywhere. So it's like, gosh, man, I got a few flights saved up from last year. But, MJ, 
Appreciate you coming on the show, man. I'm looking forward to a huge season. Guys, make sure to go follow MJ on all social media. It's going to be another big year for MJ and this Fordham team. Looking to make back-to-back playoff appearances for the first time in a, in a, in a long time, man. So it's going to be a big year. But, guys, for MJ, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, man, we are out for right now. Yeah.